0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Why It Matters, the podcast for the dreamers and the driven. We're changing the world their way. Our guest this week is Carolina Ruiz Cubides. She's the founder of Happy Thinkers, where she helps people design the life of their dreams. She shares her wisdom from her experience of creating habits and how other people can form their own.
1: I have to have a company that sells one million dollars and then I will be happy, there, when I have the one million. If I want to read more, I will be happy when I be able to say that I read a book in a week. And it it won't work that way. You need to to find ways to be happy every each day that you fulfill your commitment.
0: Before we listen to the rest of the episode, everybody take a second to settle in, appreciate where you are, and take a deep breath with me. And now, off to the episode. And we are live. Carolina Ruiz Cubides. Welcome to Why It Matters.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: I'm excited to just get to get to talk to you and to talk to you about your work. Um, And as I was doing some research about yourself and what you do, you have a very interesting story that's gone from a whole range being a teacher to working on a boat, cruise ship, to working in what you're doing now in entrepreneurship and creating an organization. And so you have a lot of wisdom from what you've done. And one thing that I really took away from a center theme of your work was the power of the perception of yourself and how you view yourself and what you do and what you can do really shapes you into who you are and what you can be. And mm-hmm. to me, that sounds like a lot of what happy thinkers your organization stands for so i'd love to talk to you about that starting that off like the power of the perception of yourself what how did you come across that idea and how did you realize like that was even a thing that you could use
1: well i i I like the way you're asking it because um To be honest, I have never been a fan of self-help or personal growth books or all that kind of of stuff. Um, The idea uh, came to me um, in the most logical way and was working selling art on board cruise ships. Um, So it was almost like a mathematical formula, like Hmm. how much I want to sell, how many people I have to approach, and how can i optimize my resources for every approachment to each person to be successful i mean if i want to sell to you a work of art i just don't talk i have to have a speech i have to have knowledge i have to trust in the knowledge i have to believe in myself right so that's the way it hit me because um, because it was very um, real you know it's if i want to sell 10 works of art i have to approach 30 people 50 people and how can i make more of those people take a decision to buy that work of art So it started in the selling process, I never thought I would be a seller person, but it was really amazing for me. So I started to think, okay, what are my resources? Why do I know about art, about sales? What are my values, my qualities as as a person, in order to be able to engage a conversation about art, with anyone right What what am i missing what i have to learn to be able to to complete the transaction <laughs> it sounds it sounds quite um, um front forward but was like that then i started to realize that it worked in every aspect of of, of life like i i if i want to be a good daughter i could check what makes me a, a good daughter, what can I improve, um, being a girlfriend, being a boss, being a leader, being a, a neighbor, everything worked like that. So that's how I started to realize that the, the decisions I make, um are, are the ones that lead the, 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 the path that my life will follow, right? So um, I just start to, to think like that in a very logical way, what I, what, I, what I have, what I have to improve in order to get whatever I want.
0: It sounds a lot like almost at the end of the day, kind of like self-awareness and being because I think first off, a lot of people, whether it comes to thinking like, whether like you're talking about, it's a piece of art and you want to get a sale and being aware of all the variables and things you have to think about within the sale, or maybe it's even on a bigger scale, like, Hey, I'm, I just graduated from high school. I just graduated from college. I want to switch my job. And I think there's a lot of people that don't really take the time to think about what they want and kind of have that self-awareness of not even you, you're taking it to a whole nother level of not just thinking about what, what you want, but thinking about what you have to get what you want. Um, and I'd love to talk about how did you, how does that transition into Happy Thinkers? And so how does that relate to the work that you're doing now?
1: Okay, so when I was working uh, as an art dealer, I learned all these stuffs about um, about sales about psychology behind sales about persuasion about um negotiation in business and i started to think that that will be valuable in every aspect of, of life to everyone so i started to think how can I, th- I how can i teach this to people i started to think first about doing it to children because I thought we as grown-ups are like messed up already. <laughs> but I started to investigate, to study more about the, the topic. And I realized we have hope. <laughs> and I started to learn about habits and neuroplasticity. And the people that know me started to tell me, uh, you should be a coach. You should be a mentor. and. I love to teach, I was also a teacher, but I felt that's not me, what can I do? So investigating, studying more, I got back to my roots, to design, to graphic design, I'm a graphic designer, and I start to think, okay, graphic design is the best way to teach people to to not just teach them not just to give them some information but to give them tools that can make them start to take decisions and start to do not just to think not just to plan but how to how a a a design tool can make them to do to change what what they do daily so I developed my first tool which is a um, habit tracker booklet which comes with uh, with wristbands and um, planner where you can follow some questions that will guide you to create a, one simple task that you will do daily and I found that the wristband it's a very simple object but that it, it became a very powerful reward for people and have it always have always has um signal the behavior itself and the reward so this booklet tracker um helps you to create this process and that was the first tool but from from there i realized that i can create whatever to follow the same the same purpose. That was to make few people free to create decisions, to make decisions that will lead them to the outcome they want, to get whatever they want. So I started to think uh, in the future, I can develop an app, uh, games, um, to design an entire office, a classroom in order to, persuade behaviors according to what people want to get
0: i love that and i on that that last thing you said using design to persuade behaviors to allow people to get what they want from i think that's a super powerful idea i think design is a super powerful idea and i read one quote on your website about the work that you guys do is that you found in design the perfect tool to transmit knowledge, and to create objects that allow the development of concrete actions that transform others. And I feel like design is something that's super underlooked in society. And so I'd love to talk to you about your perspective on design, and and also your perspective in the context of Happy Thinkers and how you think about how you use design to create spaces for people to become. Happier Thinkers is using your <laughs> company's name. Um, so yeah, what do you guys do in terms of like, how do you view design as being a tool to allow people, enable people to become happier thinkers?
1: Well, it, it, it has been a challenge. First, because I, everyone expects, uh, expects me to be <laughs> a psychologist or something like that. So, especially here in Colombia, I know, in in many other countries, uh, designers are allowed to, um, to create tools in different areas. Um, But here, designers are just perceived as the people that makes people more um, beautiful. (laughs) It's Mm. about aesthetics, right? It's the one that Okay, you wrote a book and the designer just make the cover beautiful. Mm. You create a company, then you make a logo. The designer will make a logo, a beautiful logo. <laughs> right? So here is starting to open the mind of everyone and, and and teaching them everything you do, everything you do, you you, you use, excuse me, everything you use in your life. It's a design, it's the city is a design, the street is a design, the chair you're sitting in is a design, the computer we are talking through is a design, Zoom itself is a design. So it, has, it, it is very powerful. It, every time it, it, it is involved in our uh, buying decisions, in our political decisions, what we read, where we were, everything is a design. So it was a challenge to start to teach people the power it has and that I don't need to be a psychologist, that I can work with other professionals and develop the tools that we need, right? So it was a challenge, but I feel very proud that that we we have started to create this path for all the designers coming behind, to start to create different areas of, of work for every designer right and i decided to be involved in mental health well-being quality of life that's our specific area but any designer can decide to work on environmental issues and design tools to make people to change their environmental related behaviors for example and issues related to traffic to whatever they want, right. As I said in happy thinkers, we decided to work with mental health which was not a a, a conscious decision, it came like uh, with the experience that some people started to came with more deep difficulties like uh, depression, and how how i can make decisions to get what i want if i'm depressed or i'm anxious or or i have very difficult situations so it started just like what can i do in life what have what what do i have to do in order to turn it into a reality but it started to became uh, broader and it's very hard in this area that we choose because uh because um, it, it it needs to have a bit of consciousness um, provided by the users you know it's not like okay if, if yeah. i put on the cities more trash cans people will be able to to put the trash in the place it belongs right? It's it's unconscious. But when I'm thinking about happiness of people, it takes conscious for people to sit in front of our tools, let's say of our uh, booklet, um, habit tracker, and it it requires for them to um, study their story, their own story. Why do I have the behaviors I have to recognize the the strengths they have to create that habit, uh, but also recognize their weaknesses? And that's the harder part. That's,
0: that's a super insightful point. And I just want to reiterate that for people listening, because I think what you're talking about is another level of design that I haven't really even thought of, so thank you for sharing that um but when you go down like anything you do like you're just saying is every single thing that you do and you, everything you interact with is rooted in design like in the trash can example you gave like in the way you described how it's an unconscious thing like i was actually at a park yesterday and i noticed that they didn't have any trash cans and they intentionally designed the park that way because they don't they want people picking up their own trash and so mm-hmm. that's something where like you said the person that goes to that park and picks up their own trash, they're doing that without them having to think about that because the Mm -hmm. trash can isn't there. But what you're talking about is a more difficult type of design because you're designing something for someone that can push someone and persuade someone, like you said earlier, to make a decision and live a certain way. But at the end of the day, that decision has to be made by them. And I'd love to transition and talk about the, the space that you're focused on, you mentioned mental health, um, and happiness in general, and in creating a better space for yourself to make decisions. And I'd love to talk to you about what, what is the root purpose or root value proposition that you guys are trying to provide? Like when, when you, when I hear or see happy thinkers, like, what are you trying to do with the tools that you provide?
1: well um what 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 we do is um transforming lives we design like we we, our core is we design to transform lives how do we do it uh we just don't create planners that is what most people think we create tools that help people to make better decisions and um, Fulfill the compromises they have with themselves. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm not sure if I'm saying no, it right in in English because um I'm I'm trying to translate what I have in in Spanish in my mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, I honestly like I want to take that thing you just said. I think like it's perfect in English, and I think it's like very super a super intelligent thing, and just to like take that phrase and. Bring it out a bit, and maybe we could go into it, which is fulfill the compromises with yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, that is amazing. And I think it kind of getting at the root of like when you make a decision, like you're making a decision, and and typically it's like good or bad. Like, you want to eat healthier, you want to get outside more, you want to work out more. And that decision is like a compromise with yourself. If you want to eat certain food, that might be really pleasurable in the moment, but then you might not get, you might not feel as healthy or fit or something like that. And so I think kind of what you're getting at is like every decision is a compromise with yourself in some type of way. And it sounds like you guys are trying to, you, you do have tools that provide a space for people to really be able to be aware of those decisions. Um, so I just wanted to stop and take that point because I think it's super important. Um, so thank you for that. And I'd love to hear like the tools that you guys, cause that to me sounds like the value proposition or like the core value that you guys offer. And if you could give some more of a picture around how do your tools create a space for someone to be aware of those decisions?
1: Well, um, it, we provide different tools as i said for example we we have the wristbands which give rewards. so uh, our tools help people to keep focus on 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 what they decided in the compromise keep tracking and um, and be honest with themselves i think mm. One of the things I don't like about self-help, as I as I told you at the beginning, is that they make us fight against our nature. Our nature, I mean, as humans, mm-hmm. like um, self-help and personal growth and all these uh, kind of um, topics, make us feel like we have to try really hard to be extraordinary people and that we have to rise above everyone else and what makes us humans. Mm. What do I mean? I mean, for example, um, we do have some happy chemicals <laughs> that, that are the ones that make us feel um, that sensation of, of um, joy or happiness or peace or all the good feelings we can, we can describe, right? Um, naturally we we those those chemicals flow in order to make us survive right we have um, potential um, harm to ourselves and we find ways to avoid it then the happy chemicals flow we detect the 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 harmful object through another chemical called cortisol. Um, I I don't know if I'm saying it right in in English. Um, So the cortisol says to you, basically, uh, there is something that can harm you, Uh, try to create a solution and avoid it, right? And that's our life. Uh, For example, uh, we need to find um, acceptance, and we need to feel important in our group. We need to feel, um, yeah, feel important for people in our, in our close group. So, why, do, why, why is that important? Because that's the reason why we, for example, pursue likes on social networks, right? And we can get attached to that. And it's not a good decision, and it will make you happy, for example, on the long term, maybe you will be happy if you get if you post a picture of yourself, and then you get 100 likes, and it will make you feel important. And that's valuable. Um, but then you keep pursuing that. So you start to fake your life on social networks, let's say, Um, and probably a a self-help person will tell you and no it's it's a waste of time for you to do that we cannot fight fight against our nature it is important for us to feel important what can we do if we know that we need to feel important we can consciously choose the people that we want to feel important to Mm -hmm. right like we need to belong to a tribe (laughs) it's it's important but mostly young people are not conscious and i'm sure you and me passed that stage in our teenage uh, years (laughs) where we follow just fashion or whatever was important at, at that time not being conscious but right now it's not like we said i don't mind to belong to any group or to the society because we will be misfits. (laughs) And what we need to do is consciously choose our tribes. You know what I mean? It's like, if I want to make an important change in life, my tribe, it's supposed to be uh, to be uh, full of people that have the same values, the same wishes, the same, um, the same a uh, core values that move us, right? Also, it doesn't mean that we cannot have uh, a tribe with people with different thoughts. But it just means that when you know how we work, how our brain works, how we as humans works, we don't need to fight our nature, we can use it to our purpose to what we really do want. It's like complementing our mammal brain with the the part of humans that make us be um, smarter and conscious and have knowledge about our future or dreams or wishes and all that it's like complementing those two parts
0: thank you so much for sharing that um and i without it's funny you share that during social media because around five or six months ago i went onto instagram and just Stop following a bunch of people that I didn't feel were like putting in the the terms you just said part of my tribe and it completely changed the way that I saw Instagram and I think I'd viewed social media especially Instagram as like a a bad thing because I had that bad experiences from like I would go on and just like it would just leave me with a bad feeling but now when I go on and if I go through and look at things I'm looking at my tribe and like it feels good to like see a picture of my friend like doing something fun or having an achievement or like being with his girlfriend like it's it's like a very positive feeling I think that is a super powerful example and being able to use you said so many things in there <laughs> that I <laughs> want to talk Definitely. about but just with that like being able to use like a tool like social media that's been viewed as bad and as all you these know, studies around social media but really if you could look at it from the different point of view and kind of tying it to the, the two chemicals. And you mentioned like the happy chemicals, I love that saying and the cortisol and the painful and the bad ones and and both exist and both come from the types of decisions you can make, but kind of like you're saying you can shape your decisions to lead to better outcomes and, and different types of chemicals like that Instagram example. So thank you for saying that. Um, one thing I was curious about, was you mentioned the wristband. So how does a wristband play into the, like creating decision? Like what is the technology and thought process behind having a wristband?
1: It's actually very simple. It's a user experience, um, experience, (laughs) because uh, it's, it's just a wristband. It's it's a fabric wristband where you have dots that you can start to mark once you are are, are doing some progress, right? Um, we do have the smart watches, but you have to click and go and check. So people found it; it's amazing. It's very simple, but people really love the wristbands. So what they do have to do is just uh, create. They they do design their own plan. I mean, what we provide it's like the the tool what we design is the system it's the method right then uh, let's say you get the habit tracker booklet you sit there with yourself or with a professional with a professional and i'll talk to you about it uh, later but you sit there with yourself and you you decided okay what i want to get in life or who i want to become is to be um Success successful entrepreneur. What do I have to do uh, in order to get that? Well, there are plenty of options that you can do. You you can start to read about entrepreneurship. You have you can start to prototype a, a minimum product idea. You can start to check uh, uh, entrepreneurs that you admire. You can start with um uh, very small behavior the one that you want to put an excuse on uh let's say i want to be a good reader that's that's what i want to get in life i will start saying yeah because i will read 100 books this year or a book a week because if i never read it's very hard to do it right so i start to say i'll read a paragraph each each day something super small then with the wristband you start to mark my day one, day two, day three, day four. So, do you stop to focus on how hard it is to get the task done, but on your progress? And the RISBAN does that. And you don't have to any click. Uh, we're starting to 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 use an app. Our Happy app will be out soon, right. where we can use another resources like. Um, like um alarms you can set alarms you can get different types of rewards or create a tribe where you everyone is trying to read more for example um but the wristband, i think is still the most powerful tool because it's the 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 the, the, the recordatory of the compromise you did with yourself right in a in a in 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 some simple object that you see every day every time because you always have it done
0: got you so i'd love to talk about that sounds as reading on your website it sounds a lot like habits is a really big part of the work that you guys do in forming habits and i am a huge fan of habits and i don't fully understand how they work but i have experience for sure after doing something for a few days in a row, like it's beating that first hurdle. That's like, it's just harder to get started. But once you get started, it's easier to, to keep going with it. Um, And so is what, how do you view? So the you have the wristband, you mentioned you have a habit tracker planner notebook. Um, And so how do you guys view habits as a way to help people push forward and maintain the movement and action towards the decisions that they want to achieve. And maybe if you could tie in the piece about, you just mentioned professionals that you guys work with some professionals mm-hmm. um, and just give me some type of picture of how that works.
1: Okay. Well, um, as I, as I was telling to you at the beginning, it's like, okay, we start with the dream. I, I would love to sell more artworks in my case, or I would love to um, have a successful company, or I would love to buy a house, or I would love to travel the world, the, the world, everything starts start like that. But that is not enough. And the best way to starting to turn it into reality, it's habits, it's it's true habits, because are the small daily decisions that we make, that eventually will lead to huge results. Right? But because we think, okay, if I want to be successful in whatever I want to be successful, it will be a important moment in my life with with, when everything will changes. And we know it's not like that it's are the tiny little decisions that are adding up to create that huge moment that everyone sees, right? It's like, uh, if I want to be fit, as you said, it's not like one day suddenly, I will take a a decision that will change my life forever. It's like the compromise of having um, better decisions in a daily basis that will make it real, right?
0: Yeah. So
1: I started to study better in deep what habits are and we realized that it's very simple. Every habit has a signal, a behavior and the reward. Every everything. The bad habits are easy to create because because they do have a reward in itself. Let's say it's sugar, right? Sugar um, makes dopamine flow in your in your in your brain in your body, and you feel good. But that sensation is not meant to, to last for a long time. Uh, then you come with regret and all that stuff. That's, that's why it needs to, to involve consciousness, because most of the bad how we are not really aware of how we how 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 we uh, assume that those behaviors right um then when we want to create good behaviors we focus on goals or in the result i have to have a company that sells one million dollars and then i will be happy there when i have the one million uh if i want to get fit i will be happy when i lost 10 10, 20 pounds or whatever it is. If I want to read more, I will be happy when I be able to say that I read a, a book in a week. And it, it won't work that way is you need to, to find ways to be happy every each day that you um, that you fulfill your commitment, right? And okay. uh, then then it's easier to create the signal, the, re, the, the behavior and the reward. Uh, the, the signal in our habit tracker is a behavior that you already have. Your your life is already uh, the, 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 the the sum of habits, right? You wake up at Anytime you brush your feet, you take a shower, you have breakfast, you go out, take the bus or ride the car, whatever is your life, you can introduce a habit in between those habits. And then going back to the example about reading a paragraph of a book, you can say, I will read a paragraph of a book after brushing my feet or after uh, having breakfast or after something that you already do naturally, that it's already automatic for you. (laughs) Then the behavior, it's the task that as I said, has to be very small to start, because if you start very big, if if you never read, and you pretend to read um, three chapters in a in a in a day, um, you can start to say, Mm, I don't have time. I'm tired. Um, I have a, something more important to do, and you will leave it. But if you say I just need to read a paragraph, well, it's, it it will make progress, and the reward can be, as I said to you, the 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 joy that you yourself uh, involve into saying I I I I achieve what I said I was going to uh, I was going to do today. But also you can do do some other systems. For example, we're starting to to work with companies. Uh, It is harder because it's not just someone that decided to do a change, but it's like a bunch of people whose leaders are trying to, 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 to persuade them to make changes. And it's harder when it doesn't come from you. But it's amazing, also because uh, then the impact is bigger, and we can start to make another th- another kind of um, of rewards. So um, yeah, we can like
0: do just, yeah. There, just touch on the point of what you're saying in terms of achievements, in terms of doing the habit and starting the habit. Really, how it starts small and I think that the really tough thing is if you can't even implement something where after you you brush your teeth you read a paragraph and like that that makes sense to me because if you have a habit that's already formed it's like you could just build something on top of that and I think the point that you mentioned about how the reward part of it because in today's society going back to social media like we're very used to our brains and the chemicals in our brains getting activated in super short time periods and going on to the habit of instagram and getting that feedback of the chemical that comes from getting a lot of likes and stuff and going about life and saying you want to build you want to achieve something big that's like a long-term thing like a dream and you have to realize that that the reward of the habit, which usually is going on social media and getting likes right away is you're not gonna get that instant feedback. And so I think the point you made about how you, the reward has to be like the satisfaction from doing it. Like the reward has to be the process because if it's not the process and it's gonna be really hard to maintain because it takes so long to, to achieve the dream. And I think one thing from that point that I would love to ask you about is what have you experienced in your own life from the the things that we've been talking about and habits and stuff um, and following the work that Happy Thinkers preaches?
1: Well, I think what is most important for me uh, with all this process of learning and creating Happy Thinker is, is that I really feel free. I feel free because in the past, if I wanted to achieve something, I will say I cannot do it because I don't know, my mom, my family doesn't have the money, or I don't have the background in order to achieve that, or any any kind of excuses, you know, Uh, now it's easier for me to check where I can make changes. And I mean, and going back a little bit to the habits. when I say, Okay, uh, I couldn't achieve my habit today. It's not that I'm not able to read more, or I'm I don't have discipline or that I don't or that I'm not extraordinary enough to to achieve that or whatever, it's just that I have to make adjustments to my plan. Maybe I didn't plan. Um, the time, the better time in order for me to do that habit. Then I can check who I am. Okay, these are my obligations. These are my actual habits. Where can I slide the new behavior that I want? If it's too big, I can do a smaller task. If it's too small, I can do a bigger task. And it it, it allows me to be flexible with myself. And people, when people start to, Create habits. They think it's all or nothing, right? And actually, what I have found is that the people that is most most successful at, at achieving what whatever they want is the people that is more flexible with themselves. Mm-hmm. They say, "Okay, I cannot go today to the gym, but I can do uh, ten push-ups here, and I'll do ten push-ups in the evening. Whatever you adapt, you are not thinking." I can't, I can't because I'm not who this is not who I am. It's it, it allows me to change who I am. <laughs> That's why I feel free. And the biggest is, it's uh, what we were talking before starting here that is uh, creating a company because now I have employees. And for me, it's amazing um, to be able to generate jobs. And for me, the happiest moments are when I am able to do their paycheck, because it's like I'm really, truly in the very real life transforming other people's lives, other people's reality. Um, It means that they contribute also with their ideas, with their creativity, with their knowledge to happy thinkers. And through this that we are building together, they can also go to make their own dreams come true to share with their family to have food on their table. And for me, that's, that's a a very remarkable, a very rewarding change that it's that I have in my life, because I never thought I will have a company, I will never thought I be talking in a podcasting for Boston. <laughs> I never thought oh, yeah. that I would be doing a lot of stuff that I'm doing right now. And it started with what you said at the beginning, changing the perception of myself. And that makes me free.
0: Wow. Full circle moment right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would love to ask a follow-up on that, but just before doing that, I want to just touch on the point that you made and, I, again, the super insightful thing, and I appreciate you sharing it because I think there's a I myself have noticed, and I try to be better at this and I think a lot of other people have noticed and see especially going you know you look at people that have done what you want to do and let's say it's going to the gym and you watch people that are going to the gym or you watch people that have built great companies and you kind of you see maybe they're putting in. A lot of work into one thing. And like that's great, but I think relating it to like myself and not just myself, but like an individual in their lives. Like if you want to become fitter, like in the example you gave, like it's so powerful because if you don't have the time or the energy or you're not in the right headspace to go to the gym, you can still do something to achieve that goal or dream you have without having to like necessarily have like an hour long workout. You can do like 10 pushups here and there, 10, you know, curl, whatever you want to do. And I think that that is a super incredibly insightful and important thing to try to understand and internalize because you might not be able to read a chapter every night, but you could read a few sentences. You could, and I think really breaking it down into smaller chunks is awesome. And the fact that you are leading a company with the mindset of that and that that's what your company does is amazing. And just from me talking to you, I can't wait to see where you go with this and the impact it can have because some of the things that we've talked about, I've implemented it in my life at some level and they've been super powerful for me. And so I'm excited to see what you guys can do. And one thing I wanted to wrap up with a question that I ask most guests and Maybe for you, you feel, you just kind of mentioned it with providing people jobs and opportunities in life, but from your perspective, why would you say, why does your work matter?
1: Um, well, I think every work's ma- work matters. Uh, I mean, it, even the ones that we do not recognize um, make a huge difference. Uh, I, I say always here. I'm um, in Bogota, in Colombia. Um, a couple of years ago, there was a trouble with the trash, garbage pickup service in the city, and um, we're like three days they were in a um, in a strike, and the city became a mess. You cannot imagine. So every every work matters. So. For me and what I do, it's it matters because I was able to to reunite what I do, what I love, my experience, my passion, what I'm good at, and create something valuable, valuable for the people. And now, when I am, I am starting, oh well, in the last couple of years, I have been able to learn about what people have achieved. Thanks or or uh, supported with our tools it is amazing how we are really creating change and sometimes we focus in as i said before in, in in doing extraordinary things and being huge and i have to save a million lives to for it to matter but every hundreds and now thousands of lives that we have touched matters because they multiply they their impact and i'm sure when they change and they are able to achieve their dreams or whatever they commit to um they are inspiring others in, around them and that's where uh, where changing the world starts and that's why happy thinkers matters because it doesn't matter if we are reaching the whole world or just Bogota and Now it's a little bigger than that because we have sent tools to Australia and Europe, but all the thousands of of life we have touched with our tools and with our ideas are also impacting other people's lives.
0: Well, (laughs) I couldn't ask for a better way to end the the podcast on that note. Um, So thank you so much for sharing that and sharing everything that we talked about today is is a very special episode for me um and for people listening so thank you so much for coming on and again i am super excited to see where this goes for yourself the company and for everyone in colombia and everyone around the world who gets to interact with this so thank you so much
1: thank you so much luke it was very very insightful for me too, to get to, to, to walk again through our path, because sometimes you forget everything that you have achieved and it is important to go, to go back to everything that you have go through. So thank you so much for, 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 this space to, to go to know myself again. and happy for <laughs> again. <laughs> thank
0: you for saying that. And that wraps up today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, follow us on LinkedIn at whyitmatters and on Instagram at why underscore it underscore matters underscore. You will find our community of guests and listeners who are forming the next generation of changemakers. Come join the group of people leading humanity into the future. I'll see y'all soon.